Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Are you suffering from back pain? Well, I've got the thing just for you. 15 surefire tips for relieving back pain, plus 192 others just in case, volume 1, available at Amazon.com. Over 30 million Americans are suffering with back pain at this very moment. The vast majority of these cases are either caused or exacerbated by common lifestyle factors. Many of the same factors may be causing you pain right now. Join board-certified physician Andrew Kirshner as he guides you through the parts of your life where these problems occur and gives you simple, safe and effective solutions for these common daily pitfalls. In this fun and informative book, you will learn how to identify the aspects of your life which may be causing you pain, how to create a back-friendly environment, how you can improve your pain by improving your sleep, ways to make a pain-free commute, how you can perform daily activities without making your pain worse, and much more. Andrew Kirshner is so well respected in the field of back pain relief. He has you know, famous clients such as DJ Jazzy Jeff. He has done uh, many talks and lectures at universities in the UK. He has appeared on QVC demonstrating back pain relief products and that is because he is an expert in his field and people trust him. Also check out the 5 star reviews on Amazon.com. This is the book that you need if you suffer from back pain. That's 15 surefire tips for relieving back pain plus 192 others just in case volume 1 available at Amazon.com in paperback. Check the link below the show for more information. Just when you thought that there were already too many podcasts in the world. Here comes another one. Hey. Do you have beer? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, as I was saying, uh, beer is probably the best way to watch uh, Damien Demento match. So. Colin Delaney. Hello everybody, welcome to Turn Chuckle with myself, Pablo, and with a man who has had more action figures than Dino Bravo, Colin Delaney. How are you doing today, sir? Come on. It's true. I'm doing well. Dino Bravo, no figure. He had no action figure. He should have had a Hasbro figure. Um, but, you know, considering, I think you know, he probably... No LJN? No LJN, even? No. It, it is mind-blowing, isn't it? You know, when they, they made Johnny Valiant, uh, they made Outback Jack, uh, they made Ted RCD. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, in Dino Bravo, you know, people forget that he was the Canadian heavyweight champion, even though I don't think there ever was a belt made for it. Um, maybe uh, maybe they had an inside track on his cigarette smuggling ring back then, <laughs> and they were like, we don't want any association in the future. Quite possibly. Well, that's the thing. That's probably why he hasn't had one of those Legends figures or a classic Superstars figure as well. But Yeah, I, um, still, can't, I still can't believe they wouldn't have, uh, have given him one. At this point in life, mm, I think it's you know huh. he's just as important as a lot of the names from that time. You know Hercules, he you know he had one action figure, so you're tying with Hercules. 
All right, I'm into that. <laughs> and Nails, he had one action figure as well. But we're not here to talk about action figures, although we probably will talk about action figures at some point. At some point. Um, yeah, so the, what we are doing is we're kind of uh, changing up the, uh, you know, <laughs> already. We're four episodes in and we're already changing up the uh, the format. Um, but We got called by uh, upstairs. They said they wanted a redesign, so here we are. Yes. Um, yeah, well, it was how do we top Dalton Castle as a guest? That's the thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> I listened back to that episode. I've, it was a lot of fun. I've, I was hope, I was worrying that I would have to spend a long time just making little edits for the amount of times that he probably thought I was an idiot. Um, but uh, no, it was fine, and it was it was actually a really fun show. So um, yeah, and if you haven't checked it out, do check it out in the archives, along with uh, you know interviews with Ahmed Johnson, uh, the fake Razor Ramon, Jameson, and uh, yeah, it's. Um, I'm I'm basically getting people who you know, Colt Cabana, wouldn't interview, um, but I'm fine with that. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure Dalton's. I'm pretty sure Dalton's been on. Okay, Dalton the has been on, but yeah, but I don't think uh, Ahmed Johnson would really go down well on the art of wrestling. I think I'm. A, I that kind of thigh pad information is the kind <laughs> of stuff that everyone should know. See, that's what sets me apart, though. You know, is you know, <laughs> amazing. Yeah, you're right. It's an amazing, you know, I'm like inside the actor's studio, um, you know, it's that right. level of, you know, it's classy, um, you know, and you learn stuff and, uh, yeah. And yeah, sometimes I, uh, you'll hear me go mildly silent and that's when I'm either fetching another beer or, you know, well, I have a feeling to my face. Okay. Well, I have a feeling that beer might be needed for this new, uh, series that we are beginning. We are Perfect. Going, yeah, we are going to provide real time commentary over Raws from the start. So, um, January, 1993, January the 11th, 1993, the first Raw. So what we're going to be doing is like I say, we're going to be doing it in real time we're not necessarily just going to be describing what's going on on the screen because that would be very boring and pointless uh you know it may go off in a million different directions but the idea is that you upload the network the listener and you know turn the volume down i know that means having to do without rob bartlett's commentary but um you know then you get to hear us talk nonsense and um maybe work out things like the meaning of life and stuff like that hopefully yeah, and and if anything's going to make you work out the meaning of life, it's a Max Moon match and um, Damian Demento in a main event. Ugh, I can't wait. <laughs> so, did you did you watch Raws at the time in '93? Um, I remember uh, my like begging my mother to let me stay up late so mm. I could watch, so me and my brothers could watch this first episode of Monday Night Raw. But this is probably, we we were able to watch it sparingly back in 93, because we were quite young. Mm-hmm. And it, it aired at 9pm, didn't it? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so uh, for a, a seven-year-old, that's a bit beyond the bedtime. Mm-hmm. So in 93, in, in the UK, we did not get Raw. We got Raw... Uh, started to get raw in 1995, um, so we just. Well, got... I mean that makes sense. I mean that you know it, it was new. They weren't sure if it was going to take off. I think you guys tend to get some uh, some things a little later. Oh, we did. I mean uh, the in your house events. We didn't get uh, our first in your house in this country was um, the one I think you were at 14 Rochester. Revenge of the Taker. Mm-hmm. That was the first one that we got on TV. Before that, we got uh, highlights on Superstars or Challenge or something like that. Um, that's fine. Most of those early ones, that's all you needed. 
No, this is true. This is true. But um, <laughs> so yeah, Monday Night Raw at the time. And, okay, I know this is probably going to be controversial when people sort of um, when podcasts review stuff. Um, you know, I haven't heard a podcast do sort of uh, real time commentary over a show, but with like sort of this era, they do it say ironically or you know even uh, disparagingly because they're not a fan of that time. And I understand that you know. Uh, a lot of people who watch during the Attitude Era or who watch now may not appreciate this time. This is my favourite time. Um, the, the sort of Raws, the Manhattan Centre Raws, to me, are my favourite period of Raws. And I know that's crazy because, you know, 1997 and the Attitude Era and, you know, there's been some great stuff after that as well. But I love these Raws. They, like podcasts are self-indulgent anyway but this is probably the most self-indulgent thing in the world i'm gonna <laughs> get to talk about these roles <laughs> roles that i've watched a million times that i could probably lip-sync interviews to um you know it, it's going to be weird as well because not everything is wrestling on this um they do cut to gene oakland for uh reports on pay-per-views and stuff like that so you know at that point um <laughs> we'll uh i don't know the conversation will go where it goes and yeah and so so we can podcast this we are also doing what we are asking you to do at home and we have the volume off um so pablo's definitely going to know what's going on at all times <laughs> i am probably going to have no idea what's going on unless they are physically wrestling <laughs> see this oh, i i'm i'm looking forward to this this is going to be a lot of fun i think um <laughs> But, I mean, after the first episode, you know, you'll know whether you're either going to listen to this ever again or whether, Colin, you're going to do this ever again. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I think it'll be fun. The original plan, what we're going to do is from this Raw until WrestleMania 9. Um, and then, you know, obviously, if we become the biggest podcast in the world by that point, we'll continue. If not, we will change the format again. And um, you know, Well, if we get to WrestleMania 9 and we're the most successful podcast... Uh, in the world, we will use that podcast money to invent a time machine, go back to WrestleMania 9, and podcast live at WrestleMania 9. <laughs> oh, dude, <laughs> if I could, I would. Um, 93, it just, it, it felt like, when you look back at it now, and again, I'm, I'm going to try and sort of preach to the non-converted here if that is my one mission to make people appreciate 1993 WWF then you know so be it but it just Monday Night Raw at the time it felt like such a fresh start because it took over prime time um you know where at that time it was uh Vince and Jim Duggan and Bobby Heenan Mr. Perfect and Hillbilly Jim sat around a table and kind of just reviewing stuff from that happened that week and you got like some exclusive matches and stuff like that but they were building up to Raw, and I don't think anyone really knew what Raw was going to be. And I really, it, it really does feel Raw, which is what I really like about it. There was kind of like a, maybe a slight repetitiveness in the presentation of WWF at the time, and storylines didn't move forward that quickly and stuff like that. So Raw really was a game changer even early on, I think. Um, One of my favorite clips of commentary is a Macho Man clip from one of these early Raws where he describes something as raw, 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 raw. <laughs> okay. I don't recall that. <laughs> he just kept saying it. I'm, I, that was that used to be my favorite. It was on one of those Coliseum Home videos, like a best of Raw Coliseum Home video. That I used to have. And also on that same one, Macho Man in possibly the same match described Bam Bam as quick, quick. Okay. 
So I was always a fan of both of those. <laughs> Savage wouldn't work as a commentator now, with the amount of Dis- yeah. I think- Disagree. Would you, oh, okay, no, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed him, but I think you would have Vince and Izzy. The one advantage of Randy Savage commentating at the time was Vince was sat next to him, so he couldn't really stop him from saying stuff. Right, um, couldn't bitch at him. Yeah, <laughs> maybe during the break or something like that. But um, mm-hmm. anyway, let's uh, not delay any longer because um, I can't talk at length, uh, which is probably a good thing for a podcast. But um, you know, if we keep going, you'll just get very drunk. Agreed. Okay. Okay. So um, the very first episode of Monday Night Raw, it is on the network, but it, I, I didn't know this. It is also on WWE's official YouTube channel. So type in, literally, if you're on YouTube, the very first episode of Monday Night Raw, uh, January the 11th, 1993. Um, and we're going to count down, and hopefully this won't have to be edited, and we will just play this at the same time. I don't know if there's going to be an advert at the start. Did you get an ad at the start? On YouTube, no. Well, I got a, I got an ad. I've already skipped through it, though. Okay. Let's see. Okay. We're good to go. And you're, you're what, six seconds in? I'm four seconds in. Okay. This, see, this is... Uh, okay, here we go. It's pinpoint accuracy the on, the, you know, that you can expect from... <laughs> it's probably... Of... Listen, it's probably going to be a little off, but if we are a second or two off, I think <laughs> we're going to get the point. We're not describing this... Uh, spot for spot move for move where we're just doing commentary over it we're just enjoying the show together this is true this is true and uh it is the pleasure is all on my end um (laughs) (laughs) okay let's go so we're gonna count down three two one click and we are outside new york city have you ever i'm off and running hopefully this yeah hopefully this is lined up pretty good is that Sean Mooney? That's Sean Mooney, who they brought back for the 15th anniversary of Raw. Did they really? What happened to him? He ended up going into sport broadcasting for Fox, I think. Uh, I could be wrong, but uh, a lot of them did that. I mean, you know, he lasted a long time. I mean, there was Craig DeGeorge before that. Um, and he lasted, what, about six months? But Sean Mooney lasted about five years. And when you consider all the Coliseum videos and everything he did, he was pretty ingrained. Right. In- yeah, he's uh, he's the one that a lot of people from this uh, era will remember, mm. um, just because he was on all those Coliseum videos and he was on on this and oh here's <laughs> you know what we're gonna have to do that a cappella for maybe the theme tune of the uh, <laughs> for the podcast. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, I just love the lack of budget that they had then that everything was simp- like Bret Hart's theme at the time was synth and look at the guy encouraging the crowd to uh, uh, to applaud yeah I wonder how it was I wonder what it was like going to these things back in the day I have a feeling that oh they both went for the fake out <laughs> handshake how embarrassing I have a feeling that like a lot of people in the audience weren't maybe wrestling fans like i i get the feeling that a lot of you think so well i the if you if you notice going forward there are a lot of the same people in the audience everywhere there's one guy who i love um sat in the audience you you won't miss him um he has a bob backland wwwf champion t-shirt and he only really marks out when (laughs) bob backland shows up and he's a young guy as well so it's not like you'll remember the title reign oh look i'm seeing ico pro t-shirts you know savage ever the uh the fashion plate. I love it. Yeah. Um, right. So yeah, no, I, I get the feeling that this always had 
a feeling of um, sort of um, I don't want to say low budget, but sort of um, independent theatre about it. You know, like people are just going for a night out to watch a performance more than necessarily okay. the sport or the the competition side of it. Um, right. And you know, I get the because you got to remember it, they did what something like twenty episodes here, probably more. Um, so, and you know, the population of New York is big, but unless they were literally getting the same diehard fans in every week, you know, I have a feeling. You that. know how you get the you know how you get the crowd going for uh, the start of a wrestling show, though. You start with Coco Beware. You start <laughs> with those neon colors. You get those neon colors out and up. Absolutely. Um. Oh yeah. Um. He was referred to as, uh, oh, this is really bad. Um, who's the guy who uh, did the, what you talking about, Willis? Gary. Oh, uh, Gary Coleman. Gary Coleman, yeah. Rob Bartlett calls him Gary Coleman. So racism, straight off the bat. Wow. It was a different time. Uh, well, I mean, does <laughs> but does he use it as a comparison to the size of Yokozuna? No. He doesn't. Um, I think he calls him Yokozuna as well. Um, I don't think many well, people... Well, I mean, Mr. Fuji used to call him Yakazuma all the time, and I, <laughs> I used to love it. True. Do you think Yoko banged those geisha girls? Yes. <laughs> I wonder where they got them 100% from. 100% yes. Yeah. I wonder where they got them from. Just like, you know, Dalton gets different boys every time, doesn't he? Yeah. So no, maybe... he's, got, he's got a set of... He's got two boys. Well, at least for, in Ring of Honor, he has the same two. Oh, okay. Okay. I, wonder... I think on house shows they might use different ones though. It depends. I think they're the the boys are are in for the long haul now. But I he used to when he first started would just get two boys. Mm-hmm. Like Godfather would go to local strip clubs uh, to get hoes, <laughs> or visit like rentahall dot com or something like that. Well, I don't think that's true. Uh, maybe it's true. <laughs> I wonder um... how many people actually like. Uh, you think that was actually salt? It, it seemed pretty heavy. It didn't fly in the air. Like sort of, you know, right? When, it didn't. When, it like, didn't poof. So like, no. it, and and he could probably get a little bit of distance. With that you think the front row was getting a little, uh, a little salty? <laughs> Quite possibly. Um, okay. I yeah, I've got nothing. <laughs> Yoko wearing white. Coco be. Coco's looking kind of thick. Was Coco be always that thick? I think he. Nah, probably not always that thick. It's probably why he's wearing the, the, baggy pants, the MC Hammer pants. Um, yeah, I'm right. I'm right now reconsidering my wrestling gear and thinking about MC Hammer pants with kick pads tucked in. That's a good look. <laughs> yeah. I've, oh God. Um, yeah, Yoko didn't wear the white too often. Maybe he had a a toilet accident in the ring one time. Well, maybe they were. Uh, um, I don't know. Maybe they made a big deal about his first RAW, and they're like, "You got to look." pristine and these new whites <laughs> they made an action figure of it uh, we're talking figures already but... there's a uh, there's a guy from uh, around here well he was from around here his name's Steve King he used to do a lot of jobs for the WWF back in the day mm-hmm. a good friend of mine but he had a story about like how Yokozuna made him go get him like Burger King or something oh really before they wrestled oh um, and this is I mean at this point Yoko is relatively small um, I don't know how much he actually. Yeah, he's did. not at the uh, <clears throat> he's not at the six hundred mark that he eventually got to. No, he got he was billed at five hundred and five pounds at this point, uh, which I'm guessing is maybe an over exaggeration because they always over exaggerate. Um, sure, sure, but I mean, 
I mean, he looks it. Probably don't get me wasn't wrong, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It probably wasn't that far off because I mean Coco Beware's not a tiny guy. No. So like I mean how tall was Yokozuna? What, six three, six four? He's taller than you would have thought. I mean, you know, he's actually it looks like he's got long legs. I mean I don't know. Right, because here's the thing, Coco Beware is a good couple inches shorter, and Coco Beware, no like from the era that he was at, you, you weren't a wrestler at five ten, five eleven. He's at least gotta be like six foot, six one. Yokozuna's probably what, six six? Maybe I mean you got bear right. He's not wearing boots, so um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know six six because I've I've seen I've seen I've seen Coco do that spot many times. Um, Undertaker did that to the one where he too. eats the ropes like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, oh, that spot's crazy. <laughs> um, it, it's kind of weird. Like sort of back in the day, just from a viewer point of view wrestlers you could tell let's say the wrestler was just a silhouette and you didn't know who it was you could kind of tell who it was just by how they bumped or how they went over the top rope um like mr perfect always had very particular ways of going over the top rope and um i don't know maybe i've just watched too much wrestling maybe too much probably if you can tell i don't know Uh, how do you feel about that not choke slam but choke push into the corner that (laughs) yokozuna just (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, yeah, if you're Coco at this point in your career, you just... And then that, that kind of, like, I'm, I'm not sure if you can even call it, like, a, a weird throat chop to, to bump him down for this bonsai drop. It seemed very lazy, didn't it? Just, like, just... But it's like, he doesn't have to do ha- much because ha- he's just... Very haphazard. Is there any way to take this safely, the bonsai drop? Uh, don't be a jobber back in the day is, I think, the only way. Because you could see that Coco Beware was fine there. Yeah. Coco Beware just got, you know, kind of sad on... Uh, he I've, was fine, I've but seen, you remember I, him just smushing jobbers. Oh god, yeah, I've seen him. Uh, it might might have been on a Botchamania video, but he just he sat on someone's throat basically, and you can see him just yeah. gasping for um, for his life. Um, yeah, that, that doesn't look fun. Um, I took a bonsai drop from Mark Henry one time, mm-hmm. and I remember being scared <laughs> yeah. because at that point, my only thought about the bonsai drop forever was always just don't be the jobber taking it, and I was like. <laughs> Oh shit! I'm the jobber taking a bonsai drop. Yeah, I'm get crushed. <laughs> you were never a jobber. I mean, oh, do you have a commercial? We we, we do have a commercial. This isn't on uh, the network or anything. But this is uh, not on the network. No, it just it will go straight to the next bit, I guess. Um, what's this advertising? Oh. oh, this is weird. So if you're not watching the three hour raw, basically, it's a very un, it's a very old advert, but um. Well, this uh, uh, WWE uploaded this in 2012 to the yeah, their like YouTube channel. Punks there, and uh, yeah, but no, no, like sort of, you know, you yeah, you never you weren't a jobber. Did you see yourself as a jobber? Oh, you were yes. like you were like a person with a character and storyline. So, like, I never saw you as a jobber. Mark Henry was my third match. At that point, I didn't have a contract. I was just there getting beat up every week. Oh, okay. I was absolutely a jobber. <laughs> oh, hello. Uh uh oh, we got raw girls. Look at that hair. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. I didn't even think that hair was popular in the nineties. I think <laughs> I think she's just still rocking some eighties hair in ninety three. She looks like Ronda Shear. Do you remember she Ronda like Shear? <laughs> um Rob Bartlett, um he is a New York comedian slash stand up slash impressionist and he was on a show called um where is it? Um See, I shouldn't be doing this. I should uh, have better notes. Um, the, on the Imus show? 
which was New York City's WFAN AM station. Yeah, sure. Are you, so you're familiar with that? Uh, a little bit. Don Imus, right? Yes, I guess. Don Imus would have been the host. Um. Yes, I mean, what's uh, Bobby Heenan doing? Can I ask? Uh, he's trying to get into the arena. Uh, uh, at this point, he's uh, he's building up the Narcissus debut. <laughs> Is he really? He's clearly because I was going to say he's clearly backstage. He's. It's probably no, because also on the sh- no, this was a pre-tape um, that was aired on Superstars. Uh, because on this Raw, he's trying to get into the building because he doesn't have a ticket. I I know that he was in the he was yeah. in the leather jacket earlier, but now he's got this bright pink v-neck and that shirt and those chains yeah. and yeah this uh, was, this was broadcast on superstars um the week before there was a few of these that that silver curtain behind him is the curtain they used at the rumble that raised when lex Luger. um and it, is that is that what he's doing right here he's talking about the narcissus yeah but not seeing lex Luger. you find out it's Luger at the rumble um but he does say narcissus doesn't say narcissist uh, did I tell you that Dalton explained to me actually why that is? Oh, God, no. I, I can't believe we didn't bring that up. I meant to bring it up with him while he was on. Uh, he told me it's because the uh, the actual god that being a narcissist refers to uh. was named Narcissus. Oh, okay. So it makes way more sense now. Okay, I like it. Now, I think this is Dwayne Gill and Barry Hardy. Really? I think it is. I uh, could be wrong. I and I'll, that. I'll probably get um, shouted at. Um, this is pre-Toxic Turtles. I'm surprised. I'm I'm surprised that you don't off the top of your head know. I should know this. Um, I think also there's Doink in the audience. Um, I think that um, also they had the Beverly Brothers, or especially Bo, um, be an executioner as well because he could take the Frankensteiner really well, as you saw at Royal Rumble '93. Um, that was one of the is best. Is that are the? Is this the executioners? This is the executioners. Now this could be the Beverly Brothers. Actually, I okay. should I should look that up. Actually, no. No know? way. The Beverly Brothers were way thicker. This is true. You don't. I mean, I'm not going to type shit up um, while people are listening. Let's just guess. We can <laughs> we can figure it out. Next no, that's. I don't think that's the Beverly Brothers. I'm going to say I'm going to say that's. Uh, Dwayne Gill and Barry Hardy. It has to be. Mm-hmm. Seems likely. I mean, they're the both be- both New Yorkers, aren't they? Yes. Oh, no, well, Dwayne Gill's, be- Dwayne Gill's um, Maryland or somewhere like that. Yeah, I think. But at the time, though, I think they were both uh, New York guys. Okay. I believe. Yes, yeah, those aren't those are not Beverly Brothers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that's a heck of a bump off that punch. That was um, Rick wearing the same color knee pads. Which rarely happens. Uh, different different boots though. Oh, I was like I was like the same color knee oh. pads as that. So- <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> That's definitely not the Beverly Brothers because he's not he's not attempting to send any kind of Beverly brother off the rope with that kind of force no. like a real asshole. <laughs> Apparently, um, Scott said on an interview that he hated this run in WWF because they weren't used to traveling so much. Um, because you know WCW, the travel was schedule was very light at the time. Yeah, they they could do whatever they wanted to you. It seems. Yeah, but that was always that was always the appeal of the Steiners to me. Uh-huh. That like when they were in matches, they were just doing shit to dudes. <laughs> they did not give a fuck, man. <laughs> like they were just throwing guys around. That's the that's the wrong guy. It is the wrong guy. Oh, uh, who's the referee? 
He's doing a very bad job. That's Joey Morella. Oh. You never try to power slam Rick Steiner. That is like, uh, you don't try and power power bomb Billy Kidman. You don't try to <laughs> leapfrog Rick Steiner. Yes. There's a street, and, and if anyone hasn't seen it, we've talked about this before, but if you do watch WrestleMania 9, watch Rick Steiner power slam Sabu off Fatu's shoulders. <laughs> Samu goes for the crossbody. Oh, and, uh, it's the craziest thing I ever saw. It blew my mind. It is. It is amazing. Uh, yes, yeah, so Doink just being a fool in the background. He hadn't attacked a crush at this point. Um, and that is... Uh, um, which Doink? That's Matt Bourne, the original. It is Matt Bourne. Yeah, and the character came around because he was sat backstage one day, and Hawk, and he just looked miserable, and he was smoking a cigarette and drinking a beer, and Hawk, Hawk from LOD said, you know what, you look like Krusty the Clown, and that's where the gimmick came from. <laughs> oh, oh, this is the bulldog, bulldog off the top, isn't it? Oh, that's incredible. I saw the Steiners on an independent show do the Steiner Bulldog like two years ago. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah, it blew my fucking mind. I was like, there's no way they're going to do a Steiner Bulldog. It'd be amazing if they did the Steiner Bulldog, but there's no way. They did it. They didn't win Rick with... Steiner jumped off the top rope in like 2015. They didn't win with the Frankenstein, and usually it's because the person didn't want to take it. Um... Man, that's a that was a good one, too. He got he got some good uh, connection as he, as he rode that thing down. He really did. The Steiners will rule the WWF in 1993, according to the sign. Oh, there's Sean Mooney. Did that happen? Yeah, they won the tag titles. Um, oh, who's Did that one? Um, uh, the tag team division, <laughs> to a point. Yeah. I love this, because Sean Mooney's like, uh, excuse me, man, Mamiya, how can I help? <laughs> and Bobby Heenan's just like, oh, my nephew Rob Bartlett's in the arena. Ah, <laughs> uh, Yeah, and then he's... Yeah, that's a very <laughs> Miss Piggy-esque outfit there with those long gloves <laughs> and that wig. She's a good... And he's like, oh, Bobby Heenan. <laughs> and I'm like, you know... I'm, you fooled me. No, we had no idea. <laughs> we were all so fooled. How did he get in the dress? I mean, he must have quickly ran to a thrift store and uh, picked it up. Um, it's New York City. It's New York City. <laughs> uh, and, like, nobody was nobody was looking at him funny while he was like that. Okay. I promise you. Okay, if you're watching YouTube... Uh, oh, no. Oh, another advert. God damn it. Um, yeah, I was going to say, we're still, at, uh, we're still doing uh, this Raw 1000 commercial that they're... They're big on on the YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, the slow motion of the Rock doing his uh, sticking his tongue out, looking like he's licking a big phallic object. Um, I don't think they really a, consider this that. is. There's a Kelly Kelly clip on here. <laughs> Holy shit! Um, <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> well, this video has had uh, one million two hundred fifty-six thousand views. Um, obviously, that will go up dramatically as a result of this podcast. Um, yeah, <laughs> another million. You're welcome, WWE. <laughs> yeah, so the thousand fair uh, raw, uh, July twenty third, twenty twelve. God damn it, we've missed it. My um, goodness, that shirt is everything. <laughs> Just wow! <laughs> Look at that thing. It's uh, yeah, it's something else. I love the chat. That is well. just. That's spectacular. Is that is that a short sleeve shirt with it, the sleeves just so slightly rolled up? I'm into that look. <laughs> I think it is. It's kind of um, Cuban sort of. I don't know. Is that? Yeah, I know it, that's it what like the basis dr- of this was, but I never dr- really. Yeah, was he a drug dealer or was he like a? I, I don't know. Right, because wasn't he supposed to be based off of like Scarface? Yeah. 
Um, I, I always got the feeling that he was maybe a, a corrupt cop as well, but obviously they didn't do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm guessing. I'm guessing he was a drug dealer. I'm guessing that was the you know. But yeah, he's also wearing good guess. he's wearing a razor around his neck as well. So I guess he cut people up. Um, yeah, um, I, I you're you're that's that's a joke, right? You're not you don't you didn't miss the the reference of the razor. What is the name? Well, he's <laughs> a like he's based off of Scarface. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, totally, totally, yeah, no, no. I, I, Line, you you cut your lines of cocaine with a razor. Uh, yes, this is true. I always took it as a cocaine. Well, not in 93 I didn't because I didn't know what cocaine was. But once I got older and they told me that it was Scarface, I was like, oh, the whole razor thing makes way more sense to me See, now. I thought, I thought it was just more as a weapon, to be honest. Because it's 1993. I mean, this character, I mean, I don't know if it was it ahead of its time. You know, of its time. The shirt's of its time. I mean, that shirt is just... <laughs> I'd wear that tomorrow. <laughs> You dig that out of a WWE storage locker somewhere, I'm wearing it around town. It wouldn't fit me because he's gigantic. Oh, Owen Wayne. Whoa. Yeah, that's an incredible. Is that Ray Rougeau? That's Ray Rougeau. Um, this was off the... <laughs> he just closed my him out of a chair on hard floor. <laughs> this was the first episode of Mania as well. Like, you know, when in 93, they kind of really overhauled their whole... Um, network, I guess. You know, this began Mania with Todd Pettengill, who also was hired from a New York radio station. You know, they started Monday Night Raw. Things seem fresh. Right, and I, I think, think he's back. I think he's back at a New York radio station now. I think that's what he does, right? He is WPLJ, I think. I shouldn't know that. Um, Scott and mm. Todd in the morning. I think they did it for like 25 years or something. I think Scott's just retired and Todd Pettengill's wow. st- still going. But he hosted the best did of this... In Your House DVD. Did... Did this lead to a uh, an Owen and Razor match? No, it was it was to build up Razor Brett at the Rumble. For some reason, there was oh. never there was never an Owen Razor match on TV though. There should have been at that time. Because um, uh, that that was that was my thought. I can't remember a Razor Owen match, no. which I I think would have been probably pretty fun. Um, but I just can't remember one. So and it, also in my head, <laughs> Owen is in high energy right now. Clearly, because we saw Coco Beware's. Man, this commercial is <laughs> like they really couldn't have mixed up the commercials they did. If you're watching on the network, I'm sorry, you got to watch on YouTube. They have shown this same Raw 1000 commercial every time there was a break. Mm-hmm. Like it is nuts. See as well, because um, when we first start getting Raw in this country, uh, we don't have ad- yeah. adverts every five minutes. Uh, so uh, we got raw on Friday and it was not live, but we had ad breaks every what, 20, 25 minutes, something like that, you know? Um, but that was like the biggest shock when they started, when we got it live in this country, God, the adverts are like every five minutes and we have to wait until the American adverts are done. So we just got like a, a sign of like the TV channel, like a in- ident until the ad- ads had finished and we could catch up. Ah, oh, Max Moon, here we go. Here we go. Here's... Now we're talking. Uh oh. Holy, holy fucking shit. See that those Max... were even those were even terrible somersaults too. Like, hold on a second. Like, what? get out of here. You couldn't even do a quarter roll, man. <laughs> Max Moon was meant to uh, the original idea. Uh, did you see the original robot um, costume that uh, Conan? Brought. Right, because that's that. This one is uh, not Conan. This is Paul Diamond. Um, 
Yeah, who was also this Kato from the Diamond, Orient. right? Kato from the Orient Express. So, um, it, it was originally meant to be some Japanese kind of not manga, but kind of a full robot kind of thing, like very transformery kind of thing. And there are pictures of this. And uh, Kona did wrestle some dark matches. Um, and then for, I can't remember why it didn't work out for whatever reason. So they got the nearest guy to them who could fit in the costume and um yeah i've i mean i've i've heard the story before so uh, i mean if if you told me i'd remember it but mm-hmm. uh, yeah and then paul diamond who just uh, lucked into from the sounds of paul diamond is lucked into wrestling <laughs> you know like like lucked, lucked like into, he was just like his wife as well <clears throat> i would love to know like how he became in the orient express because i'm sure the story is similar <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he's certainly not Japanese. Um, right, right. And I'm sure their original plan wasn't, yes, we'll just put Paul Diamond in a mask. I'm sure there was a different plan for it that just became him. Hmm. That's true. Well, th- did you ever see Maximum's entrance? I'm sure he was meant to fly to the ring. But um, what ended up right. happening was he had these two cannons on his arms. One, and they both would shoot, one would shoot fireworks, like pyro, and the other would shoot streamers. And he would yeah. kind of he would run to the ring, and then the camera angle would be below his feet as he's walking up the stairs, and it's meant to make it look like he's levitating or not levitating, like sort of raising up the stairs by like sort of flight. Um, and yeah, that was kind of that was kind of it. Um, he looks like a human dildo. Man, what a sequence there! Yeah, he, he does look like. I a, feel like uh... he looks like a ribbed condom, doesn't he? Yeah, all his arms and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I feel like Shawn Michaels just uh, walked uh, Max Moon through that whole segment. I feel like that was a whole <laughs> Shawn Michaels segment that Max Moon just kind of fell into. Yeah. Uh, I I don't think I, a lot of a lot of movement. Yeah, I I don't think Max Moon was ever oh was ever meant to be a long term deal. Who would he? Who could no? Because he with? can't even do a somersault. Right? What is? What was that thing? I don't know. I've seen I've seen the Beverly Brothers and the Rockers do that kind of thing before. I'm sure. They kind of collided. Uh, both... I was like, oh, is that the double down? Are they both gonna like? Are we gonna get a count now? Nope. He's holding the hammer lock. <laughs> Maybe. It'd... See, that's the thing. That's I, a I, thing. I don't want to start sort of critiquing wrestling. That's your job. You're the wrestler. Well, I'm not, yeah, I mean, I'm not even going to either, but at the same time, I mean, what was that thing? I've never seen it before, and I don't think I'll ever see it again. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to do this for next week's Raw, and there's going to be in another match, it's going <laughs> to blow my mind all over again. This was Max Moon's only Raw as well, you'll be sad to hear. Um, we're gonna, uh, I'm going to name that move 1993. <laughs> he loves that somersault. Um, That's, it's, it's a terrible somersault. <laughs> That's For what? the love of God, Paul Diamond, do a quarter roll. <laughs> oh, like his whole gimmick is based around doing somersaults, but he or doing rolls, but he just can't do a good roll. Mm. Maybe it's hard in like a full spandex onesie. No, uh uh-uh. uh Okay. All you have to do is cross your uh, your back leg, and you're gonna come up on like the side of your knee, uh-huh. and it's gonna bring you up to your feet. <clears throat> Do you want to? I'm gonna. It's called a quarter roll. It's like a basic, but it's like a. It's it's honestly like a very basic wrestling thing. A quarter roll is, Uh, um, which you learn like pretty quickly in wrestling. So the idea that he's just doing straight somersaults, like straight flat-footed somersaults, is a little crazy to me. Although I guess in Paul Diamond's day, he probably didn't learn any of that. No. 
I'm, I'm wondering if that costume still... Oh, don't expect... I'm wondering if that costume still exists. Um... I mean, what else would they have done with it? <laughs> um, oh, here's a here's a pointless fact for you. They've uh, made a pop vinyl figure of Shawn Michaels in that costume. There's you, a what? There's a you know the pop vinyls. You know those things that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They've just made a Shawn Michaels figure in that attire, which I think. Oh, cool. and this one with like the uh, the whites, the white boots. Mm-hmm. Um. Are those boots or are those kick pads? Those are boots. Are they boots? I answered my own question. They've got like a. They've got Velcro things going on. Like. Yeah, they're, they're they're the boots of like the Velcro straps. I wasn't sure they look like <laughs> kick pads for a minute to me, but they're not. So okay, Dunks wearing the sling because um, the week before, uh, Dunks spraying kids in the <clears> face <throat> with his water pistol, and Crush grabs his arm and um, tells him not to do that anymore. And at the end of the show, Crush is like, you know, um, I hate seeing evil clowns. You know, my granddad was a clown, and he, all he did was make kids happy. But this clown makes kids cry, brah. Um, and yeah, so and then Shaka Bra, Shaka Bra. So, um, and that is a real interview. Crush's granddad was a clown. Um, and yeah, so the for, this coming week is the week where Doink rips his arm off and uh beats the shit out of Crush. Is he uh, uh, doesn't happen on so Raw, Crush's, so. Crush's granddad was a, a Hawaiian clown, man, a Hawaiian clown. So he wore the hula skirt. Um, he had coconut, <laughs> coconut bra, and, uh, and big green. Hat. I think I think we're confusing. I think we're confusing uh, what uh, a clown is now. Oh, that terrible small package by Max Moon. Oh, you're not digging Max Moon. Is he going for the mask? Oh no, he's just turned at the face. So that's the thing. If he, even if he took he's the mask terrible. Off, okay, he was in Royal Rumble '93 for the approximately 35 seconds. That was his entire pay per view career. Is Max Moon. I re- I remember, because uh, there's a really good Orient Express Rockers match. This is true. Uh, so I never remember hating the Orient Express at all, meaning I don't remember ever hating Paul Diamond. But man, is he rotten here. <laughs> He's doing a lot of things, but it's like, ugh. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, one thing I notice about, I think the as much as anything, the raw crowd find their feet as the show goes on as well. I think they become, if there are those who aren't familiar with wrestling, you know, they become familiar with the characters and, you know, you get, they, they get far more into it as time goes on. Uh, and But at the same time, they sort of call out the, the bullshit as well. Like if, you know, Max Moon comes out, he like Max Moon probably got an okay reaction here. By about June, he would have got booed out of the fucking building. <laughs> right. Right. Um, oh, wh- whereas the heels were getting more cheered by that point. Um, oh, goodness gracious! Shawn Michaels just like did he need to and do that's one that of those for things? Max like, duh, Shawn Michaels was like the man. Look how look what he's doing to make Paul Diamond as Max <laughs> Moon look incredible. Uh-huh. You know, <clears throat> he doesn't know. Well, yeah, this match isn't in a Continental title match as well, by the way. <laughs> I, I, I don't know who Max Moon beat to uh, <laughs> to get that title shot. Um, right. The uh, the Bob Backlund t-shirt guy isn't in the audience. This I'd be week, interested so to know. Mm. I don't think I, I've seen Max Moon beat Jobbers, uh, but I, I think that was basically it. Um, I think this is his finisher. I, mean, I think it is. But decent uh, decent heel kick in the corner by Max Moon, but then uh, pretty awkward uh, Finley roll there. And he just like lays on him for a pin. Eh, I'm not sure sure about that, Max Moon. 
Going high rent? You going high rent, Max Moon? Of course you're not. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Did he really just go for a somersault as a move? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's, it's space age, isn't uh, it? It's, his, uh, whole, you know, it's his, whole, his whole everything, his everything is based around doing somersaults. <laughs> and then he's got him where he wants him, and he goes for a somersault on top of him. Oh, Sean went for his oh. finisher. That, this was Sean's finisher before the switch in music. That's a good finish. That's it. I like that. Get out of the one. Get out of it and get right back to it. That's always, uh, you know, was a little more drama on the end here. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, put Max Moon over. Made Max Moon look better. Gave him like the hot false right before it with that nice heel kick and then his shitty Finley roll. Let him go for his finisher, which is clearly a somersault. We all know that his finisher was a somersault back then. I would like to think that he just somersaulted Ugh. all the way back to the uh, to the locker room. Yeah. <laughs> And here's your, here's Still your, to come. Here's your main event. <laughs> oh. oh, and here we are with the uh, raw advert. This again. is the fourth time we've seen this stupid commercial. Like, <laughs> how lazy? How lazy could they have been that they couldn't have like sw- like every other couldn't have been different? Mm. Well, I, I mean, I get it to a point. You know, they were heavily promoting it, but there are comments on this video. Um, let's read some of these. According to Demento, he never jumped to anyone. Uh, what do you call that? <laughs> so I'm guessing, well, he does lose to The Undertaker. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry Colin, um, to spoil that for you. Spoiler uh, alert! <laughs> uh, Coco Beware has own heart music, well, I guess it's the other way around, R.I.P. What? That was both their music. Who the hell is the Rob Bartlett guy? Yeah, they were um, high energy. They were high energy. Um, back when it was awesome, now it is lame, WWF for life. Um... Hold on, it's lame now. How can it be for life? What you meant to say is it sucks now. WWE four ninety three. <laughs> well, I'm hoping that these people are the ones that tune in the podcast. Oh, there's Rabbi Heenan uh, trying to get in. Wow, <laughs> he goes Hasidic. He goes Hasidic to try and get in this time. Yeah, Rob Bartlett's uh, uncle. And bear in mind, Sean Mooney cannot tell who this Oof. is. Um, yeah, I don't know who those people are. I guess they're queuing up to buy tickets for the next week. Um, yeah. Or they just saw a camera out there and they're random New York City folk. Quite possible. Did you ever, have you ever been to the Manhattan Center? You... Um, is that where the Hammers... Is Hammerstein the same... Uh... I think it's different, isn't it? I think okay, I went I to... Could be wrong. I think I... Um, I think I saw a Ring of Honor show at the Manhattan Center. It's a 42nd Street, something like that. It's near uh, oh, uh, 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 Madison Square Garden. Okay. Um, have you noticed that they have today's uh, newspaper on top of the monitor to show that it is live? <laughs> <laughs> um, I did not realize that, but, I mean, <laughs> nice. And I like that Vince McMahon is definitely doing the crossword puzzle. <laughs> oh, this is uh, Kamala's face turn. Um yeah, he was trapped like shit after losing the casket match to The Undertaker. Um, and Kamala just couldn't take any more. Um, Slick w- had to show him that he was a man, he wasn't an animal, and that he didn't have to take shit from Kim Chi and fucking Harvey Wibbleman. Who was uh, who was in the Kim Chi gimmick? Brawler, I would have thought. Oh, um, that makes sense. Yeah. Um so what what basically happened is uh um well there's slick um in, uh, Kamala lost the casket match to the undertaker in survivor survivor series and um Harvey Whippleman never forgave the undertaker for it so he, he said i'm going to drop a bomb on you undertaker and what that bomb was 
Giant Gonzalez. Motherfucker. Oh, Slick taking a shot there. He was a legit reverend by this point. Yeah, I was going to say, Slick just, he just got wiped out by that thing. Yeah, really did. Um, yeah, Kamala, um, he's had enough. People got into this as well, and it kind of became a thing that Kamala would like pin people on their stomachs, and uh, Slick had to get the crowd to sort of tell him to turn him around. Um, and you could even well, Kamala. See- I mean, Kamala seems like one of those. Wow, what an over the top <laughs> there! If- Woo. For what it's worth, as well, um, off like a chop. Harvey those w- ropes were loose as shit. <laughs> Harvey Whitman stopped being Doctor Harvey at that point as well. Um, so I don't know what he was a doctor of. Fugonomics, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, and I'm going to say that this is going to be the first time I've seen a Damien Demento match in, I mean, at least a decade, <laughs> probably more. Is that the greatest ring gear you've ever seen? It's like a Venus flytrap. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I like it. Uh, yeah, so Damien Demento kind of made an online comeback. See, they've cut out some of Undertaker's entrance here for some reason because he's already at the ring. Um which is kind of well, weird. they didn't take into account how long that Kamala segment was going to sh- show. <laughs> like, a... They couldn't have. How could they? Have, how could they have known? It's just a pre-tape from the other week. <laughs> Undertaker. Very. Uh, I don't know. If people know who the Undertaker is. They were applauding for him, which is good. Um, and they don't care. <laughs> um. Yeah, Damien Demento. Yeah, he made an online comeback. Why is hold on time out? What? Why is the ref holding the urn up like it's a title to be won in this match? No, he's holding it away from himself. Yeah, because the Undertaker is going to come after him to get the urn. You don't want to hold an urn with ashes near you, I guess. Maybe I don't know. I don't. It it looked like he was holding it out like this match (laughs) is for this fucking urn. (laughs) They never had a match for the urn. Maybe that's. I don't know. There's probably a reason for that. Demento um, talking. I don't to know. It Dem- seems like seems like a logical uh, a logical move. Match for the end. Demento was uh, kind of um, I don't know where the fuck he came from, but apparently he was considered to be a bit of a hot prospect. Um, he's a big dude. Yeah, he's got a good look. I mean, and Damien Demento. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's 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 an out there character, but it's not completely ridiculous. I mean. For 1993. Um, you know, no, no, it's actually, it's like super par for the course for 93. And so far, I mean, so far he moves decently for a big dude. He, uh, he's he got like a, a weird look, which is good. Undertaker going for the classic move there. You see, we shouldn't just start like. <laughs> Man, you know what's crazy? But what's crazy about it back then, look how loose those ropes were. The ropes are very loose. Do you think. Uh... Why do Nowadays, think... the ropes are so tight. That mu- that spot would be so much easier. I'm sure Taker was, like, super pumped when the ropes started getting tight. <laughs> Why do you think they were tightened? Do you think there was, like, a safety reason? Or... I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't, I, don't under- I don't know why they were ever so loose like that. I remember after, around 2001, because if, if people were injuring their necks quite a lot. Uh, and I think they made the ring slightly softer after that. I mean, obviously, you've landed on it a lot of times. I mean, how does it rate? As a ring, was it stiff? Was it stiff? But, but for me, it was stiff because I weighed 150 pounds, and uh, it's got multiple springs under it, so it's got it's got give for heavier guys. I'm sure it's yeah. got no give for a guy like me. P.S. I take everything back I said about Damian Demento moving well. He does nothing well. 
Earlier, he took like a pretty decent bump and he had a decent sell on something. And I was like, all right, hold on, he's moving. Mm-hmm. Since then, he's done nothing well. Just looking at how many bullets are in the audience. Um, and D- Demento has, would that be a skillet? I guess. Yeah, yeah. And, and, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wasn't uh, that wasn't fun. <clears throat> so yeah, Undertaker, um, a favorite at that point to win the Royal Rumble. Um, oh, yeah, one, somebody. Well, I, actually, one thing they have cut out of this, which is on the network, they've cut out the Gene Oakland uh, pimping the Royal Rumble. Um, so if you're watching the network, you have seen that. Um, Hold on. Also, wasn't. Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't that the main event of this show, of this episode? That was the main event, but I'm get the feeling that if they still had time to spare, <laughs> just. <laughs> <laughs> well, how many times did you see Nitro when it ended halfway through a match <laughs> and stuff like that? You know. Um... <coughs> oh man, that's good. Oh yeah, here we go. Holy shit! Feud of '93, in my opinion. Is this the arm? The the fake no, arm? No, 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 no. That would happen on Superstars. So next week, when uh, we do the second Raw, you will see that footage. Um, but yeah, now Crush, um, he's, he's not going to put over dunk sh- shit. Man, Brian Adams had a hell of a career. I, I can't tell if you've been sarcastic there or not. No, I mean, he was in Demolition, and then he was this, and then he had a long run in WCW, and then he was in Chronic. He Like, he had a really long run. He, he did. I mean, I, when he was in Demolition, he could have only been, what, twenty early 20s at the time. Yeah, he must have been real young. So here he's probably even pretty young still. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's understandable boy. that he, just looks-wise, has everything that you would think WWF would want for that time. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, that he's he got a... You know. he's, he's big, he's got a mullet, he's pretty much perfect. <laughs> what do you think the color scheme of his gear? I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I love the the neon orange with the purple and yellow. I think it's, uh, it's underrated. I'm bringing it back. <laughs> Oh, and we're back I can't wait till we I can't wait till we watch the episode where they uh, was it was a crush and Macho Man had a foot race. Mm, I'm not sure. It was a like fu- a foot a f- race to see if you can get to the ring faster. Oh, that was WrestleMania, WrestleMania 10, False Count Anywhere? Was that at a WrestleMania? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was False Count Anywhere. Oof. And um, what happened was... <laughs> I, just remember, I remember it just being a race, a foot race, and being like, why are these two guys foot racing to the ring? Um, okay, we're at the end of the show now. Um, you know, the WrestleMania 10, it was False Count Anywhere, and it was really the first time WWF had done that uh, certainly on TV, and but the rules were you could pin them anywhere, but they had sixty seconds to get back into the ring. Um, so unbelievable. Yeah, they did that at WrestleMania. It was enjoyable, and the crowd got into it. But it was probably Randy Savage's, I guess, poorest quality pay per view match that he ever had. Um, probably. And, well, and not, until WCW. Until WCW. Um, yeah, which <laughs> a whole different thing altogether. But I mean, Randy Savage in '93 on Raw, he only had. Oh, maybe two matches on Raw in 93, which is crazy, isn't it? I mean, um, next Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was the very first episode (laughs) of Monday Night Raw. And I think our commentary was um, probably better than Rob Bartlett's, um, and hopefully you learned a thing or two. But uh, next week's uh, episode, um, if I remember correctly, I don't want to spoil too much, but uh, Repo Man takes on Randy Savage, I believe. Um, Come on. Yeah, oh, either that or that's the third episode. But Repo Man steals Randy Savage's hat. 
Um, he, <laughs> he, he repossesses it. And uh, the shot that Repo Man gives Savage in the back of the head at the start of the show is one of the stiffest things I think I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> and I am very excited. P.S. My YouTube started playing uh, Raw from February 1st, so I better turn it off before I preview too much. <laughs> Actually, wait, yeah, I paused it. Let's see where this goes. Um, it, it's got some advert. Yeah. Honestly, they have a few episodes on Raw uh, on YouTube. Or... Oh, no, I'll the... track them all down. Yeah, whatever. Um, but yeah, no, the, um, after this episode, the network will be the way to go, I think. Um, but... Yeah, if, if you've never watched these roles before, like I'm hoping that you will enjoy them and uh, like and, and certainly enjoy them as much as I do. I think the very easy watches. I don't think you get bored watching them, and it helps that they're like 42 minutes long. And well, it helps that we were uh, having to talk about it. I think if I was just sitting in my room by myself trying to watch uh, <laughs> that episode of Monday Night Raw, I would have been very bored. Already. Yes. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, the, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, see, see, this is this is what's going to be fun, though, because we're coming at this from two very, very different points of view. Um, I... Because, I, I mean, by, by wrestling standards, the, the best match on that thing was Max Moon against Shawn Michaels, and that's a, a real tough sell to get me to watch a wrestling show where the best match was that match. <laughs> see, that's, it, it's kind of weird as a wrestling fan, it's not necessarily the quality of the match like sort right. of you know you know I, I if you want uh your favorite wrestler to win if the match is technically shitty as long as he wins i don't think it matters and i think that was the case a lot back then that the crowd i'm aware but yeah. i just I, I still yeah at this point in life <laughs> i can't watch these full episodes of these just because half the matches are really real throwaways and it's like oh i can't i can't justify sitting here and watching a throwaway <laughs> well apart from do this podcast right right okay <laughs> apart from throwing back and and hopping in this time machine See, okay, well, I, I see. I, I appreciate that you when I suggested the idea to you that you didn't just automatically just tell me to fuck off. Um, no, it's fun to do it this way, but I just I can I could never see myself just sitting down and being like, "Yeah, I'll watch 1993 Monday Night Raw straight through." Uh huh. Uh, okay. See, I, I don't. This is probably why I'm not getting laid. Um, <laughs> Too many Damien Demento matches, but like, I, but I, again, you know, I think anyone who knows me knows this about me that I love this period, and I, I don't know what people think of it, but like, I, when I, I, you know, before before we wrap up, uh, Christmas '92 was when I, I got WCW ring and I got some action figures, and that was my first exposure to wrestling in total, and my first ever album, oh. uh, my first ever album was uh, WrestleMania the album, um, okay, which we are going to talk about. Um, as as the shows go on, because I stand by how much I love that album. So I mean, it's it's very it's nostalgia, but at the same time, I didn't stop watching it and then go back to it. I just never stopped watching it. <laughs> I don't think it really right. counts as nostalgia. It's just something that's ingrained in you know. And but at the same time, a lot of it wasn't made available to me as well. And when you look at like say the merchandise catalogs and stuff like that, you know it. It's not like I could automatically get that stuff. So it, this is kind of like reliving a time that I wasn't able to, you know, watch at the time. So I kind of regard sure. this stuff as kind of, um, you know, 
this stuff's kind of gold to me. And like sort of the early episodes, I like the car crashness of some of it. And the fact that it is very sort of seat of the pants and, you know, um, sometimes it is shitty, but like enjoyable shitty, hopefully not like boring shitty. Um, <laughs> well, I think uh, I think Yokozuna and Coco beware. No, that was probably right on. I think Damien Demento and Undertaker maybe could have gone a little longer. Yeah, if they were, you know, because then you're not like that's what makes it a little crazy. That really they didn't even fill the time. They had to do a weird <laughs> doink crush segment on the fly to fill a couple minutes. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. I think that um, you know, I think they definitely do find the feet as they go on <clears> as well. Because you, you know, you, at the same time, they never did a one hour or forty five minute live episode of right. wrestling you know, if they did I mean it was many years because uh, you know Saturday Night Main Event I think were more strictly um, organized um, you know I think I'm excited know, to, I'm excited for when we finally get to an episode of Raw where I'm like huh that episode was pretty good <laughs> well between now and Wrestlemania 9 um, the episodes do get better in terms of what I think you would want from an episode uh, but I'm, ready. I'm, I'm really hoping, you know, this is, you know, I, I don't think I'm going to convert you here. Um, <laughs> but, but this is, this is a fun way to watch it. You know, I, I, I do feel quite lucky that I get to watch it with, you know, a, a professional wrestler. This is pretty cool. It's a different insight and I get to be a fucking nerd and you aren't judging <laughs> me too harshly for it. So, um, you know, I'm currently wearing my Ico Pro t-shirt as we speak. Um, boy. Yeah, totally, man. Um, so yeah, um, this was the first episode of the new format of Turn Chuckle. Um, we may still probably interview guests at some point down the line and stuff, but I think yeah. this is, I think formatted is probably a good way to actually do this because, um, you know, we actually just make it up as we go along. So actually having a format of some description, um, works, I think. Um, Yeah. And we're just as bad with tangents, so I mean, it's not like it helps us too much to have a format. No, this is true. But the, having, <laughs> you know, just as bad with tangents, but actually having a visual thing that will drag us back to what we should be talking about to some degree probably does help quite a bit. So, um, yeah, this is going to go on Podbean and iTunes, and eventually there will be a YouTube channel, so obviously you can make comments and suggestions and stuff like that. But uh, this show is going to be up every, uh, ideally every Monday. Um, you know, <laughs> Colin is far busier than I am. So like, I feel like I'm always asking a lot of this time, um, when we do this shit. Um, but yeah, that's, we'll figure it out. Yes. Um, uh, so you can listen to this and then you can watch new raw and then you can decide which is better. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's like four hours full of wrestling, but you know, still not as long as a WrestleMania pre-show at this point. So, um, yeah. So yeah, we will be back with the second episode of raw. So uh, we we made it. We did one episode, and you haven't lost the will to live. So this is good. Get ready for the repo, man, y'all. Mm-hmm. Okay. See you all next week. Goodbye. 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 <coughs>